RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. Is that a California earthquake? And that is Kurt Rickoff, you just heard on the live feed. I'm asking Kevin if it's a Californian earthquake here on Consultivation. In a twist at the start of the show, uh, before we get into this week's subject. Now, those of you who follow the announcements on social media, today we are interviewing Doug and Cynthia, but it turns out we're going to be doing that next week, given the 4th of July and so on. But back by popular invitation, uh, or nothing to do with the fact you showed up, Kurt, I promise. Uh, we are interviewing the fabulous Kurt Rickoff today, who's with us uh, from St. Louis and Missouri and Chesterfield, and definitely not Chicago. That's an in-house joke if anyone's wondering what I'm talking about. So, um, Kurt, how are you, my friend? Great, great. Had a wonderful, uh, long 4th of July weekend. Uh, I was celebrating with friends and family and through a 70th birthday party in there for my father-in-law as well. So, wonderful. Weather held out nicely. Doing well. Right. 70th birthday party. Um, that's, that's, an, that's an incredible innings, isn't it? Yes. Celebrate that. So, and, it and he likes to, uh, uh, his birthday gift that he wanted was a push lawnmower. So, he got a new lawnmower for his 70th birthday. Not uh, a ride-on mower. A nope. yeah. That says a lot, doesn't it? Yes, he's doing fantastic. And uh, what was what was your favorite food over the weekend? Was there a particular dish you liked on Fourth of July celebrations? Uh, probably uh, on the birthday party we hosted at our house. I made some barbecue chicken that was really really good. Yeah, I, I'm actually quite hungry. That sounds delicious. And uh, one other question then about about the weekend. So. What was it like having a big celebration after the 18 months we've all suffered? I think that there's no doubt that added to the uh, anticipation, the atmosphere, everybody was excited. Uh, we have in our local community on Saturday, we have a parade and, and fireworks, and it's a town of 1300 people. However, the town was jam-packed. I would say the population was at least doubled, if not tripled, that day. You could not hardly drive on the streets with people came into town to watch the fireworks and parade. Like many communities, the fireworks were amped up. They were better than ever uh, because of the the situation and and you know the what felt like a kickoff, if you will, like a, a brand new beginning. It's, it definitely does feel like that a bit, doesn't it, from a U.S. perspective. Um, and I, I read loads, loads of the articles about the supersonic, you know, fireworks displays across the United States. Now, we do have Kevin Turnbull with us. Kevin, welcome back to the show again, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. And Kevin's going to ask Kurt a couple of questions in a little while about his business. But Kurt, tell us a bit about your business and what you spend your time doing. Well, we have a, an accounting, payroll, tax, and business advisory firm. Our payroll firm and business was split off years ago, so it is a separate 
standalone business, but it's it works. It's fully integrated with our accounting firm as well. Um, you know, we've, we've grown over 47 years now we've been in business. My parents started it in the basement of our home in 1974. And from there we've grown, uh, you know, up to three locations right now. And um, right what I do it is uh, try to provide the vision, the leadership of the firm, the direction, and, um, and help with any things that uh, the recruiting process I've been helping with a lot quite a bit recently just because of the nature of, of the um, industry and I, um, Kevin let's let's unlock one of your questions at this stage naturally Kev is, is there a question you want to ask Kurt uh, yeah I believe uh, Kurt that, that your business partner is your wife um, Mindy um, what's it like working with family what are the pitfalls <laughs> well, for me, it's 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 interesting because I we get that question a lot, of course, and uh, I grew up with that. As I mentioned, you know, my parents started the firm in the basement of our home, and they worked together in, until you know they they still do when they were still working here. Um, so I grew up in that situation and in that uh, atmosphere. So it was very normal for me specifically to your question what's it like to work with my wife so i went into it thinking well this is very normal uh, however it's of course it's not most people don't get the opp wonderful opportunity to spend every day with their wife some people have this misnomer that we sit next to each other and chit chat all day about personal life but of course we don't do that either like anything there was growing pains so we've been doing it for 24 years ourselves now and a lot of growing pains and the expectations were, were different you know i expected her to be like me and she expected me to be like her which we are complete opposite people she's a very task management uh task oriented person i'm not so that uh led to a lot of tension and anxiety over the years we have since resolved a ton of that by you know, putting together a, a true business framework and, and separation and understanding each other's roles and skill set and strengths. So that is the absolute key that helped us the most and allowed us to really grow ourselves and grow the firm as well. Right. I, 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 before I moved to the, um, to LA, um, I had a business in the UK and, uh, and it was owned by my wife and I. We what you say about kind of division of responsibilities absolutely echoes with me here. You're good at different things. And um, and I was the CEO and she was, I don't know, she was she was the boss really, um, despite what title I had. Uh, but we, we learned early on that, you know, I was good at certain things, she was good at other things. She was stronger at operations, I was better at strategy. I didn't mind public speaking, so I did a lot of that to build the brand. Um, we, we were at pains to kind of um, uh, make it compatible, otherwise you just end up arguing, and that's not good. One hundred percent, and and you mirror us as well. Like I said, you, I would prefer to be strategizing, looking at the you know future view, looking ahead, where. Thankfully, she keeps me grounded and realizing we, we're not going to get there if we don't solve today's problems either. And thankfully, she's, you know, she's done an incredible job of, of 
of doing that. She does take care and handle so many things now with, without any kind of intervention or help from me. Now, Dave, does this resonate with you? Because obviously, um, Debbie, your um, much better half um, works in the business as well. Um, what's what's your view of it all? I think I think Kurt um, it hit the the proverbial nail on the head a few minutes ago about working to a framework, and uh, I think what it allows us to to do is to be able to differentiate between, or sorry, to not differentiate, that's to be different, allows us to discern what is our own agenda sometimes versus what have we agreed to do. And and it's a fine line, Kurt, isn't it, around getting used to going after things you might like doing and actually sticking to the plan you've agreed to. And the only the only other thing that, that I would add to what Kurt said is that Colette Bell, as, as who was on the show a few weeks ago, does play a really important role that whenever Debbie and I are in some type of disagreement, we raise the disagreement directly in its rawest form to Colette. And Colette, in those rare moments, just takes a view and we both agree to whatever that view becomes. So it's no longer a separative view that's different whatever the middle ground is we just sign up to it well that makes a lot of sense right so there's not much benefit in taking positions is there no reach agreement then there's something wrong but also also kevin not stepping back either i don't know how you find that kurt but is you may notice that the other person could accidentally be in a be wearing a slightly incorrect hat in the discussion, whether that's being the wife or the husband, unintentionally. But it's allowing the other person space to readjust and still go through the conversation, even if they're starting from a slightly squiffy perspective. Um, if you know, if you know what I mean. So, now love it. Um, before we go to Kevin's next chunky question, um, the only thing I want to say, 1974, Kurt, do you have any plans for 2024 and your 50th anniversary? They are in the making. Um, we have not, we've discussed very informally. We did some things for 40. We had a big um, open house at each location. Back then we only had two locations and we did an open house at each, invited clients and team members, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do for 50th, uh, in the details, but uh, we certainly will be doing something significant and enjoyable for our team to really recognize them and, and even retired team members. And of course, the, the, the founders, my parents, we will um, hope to be able to show them the, the respect and, and recognition they deserve. I, lo I love it. It's an incredible thing. And before we go back to, to Kevin, I just want to ask you, what is one of your proudest moments of the last 18 months? It's been a hard, hard time. Is there, is there anything that you're really proud of? It was, oh, I, I thought you said to Kevin. Was that to me? It's to you, Mr. Rick. Oh, okay. You said before going back to Kevin. Gotcha. Proudest thing in the last 18 months um, was the way we helped our clients. Uh, our team got together. The impact, I've used the word impact internally with our team. 
um, more and more and more, and, and it cannot be overemphasized enough. The impact we had in the last 18 months on the small business community in our area, specifically our clients, their employees, their team members, and beyond, uh, is by far the what we're most proud of. We, we helped get PPP loans, restaurant revitalization grants, just uh, everything else and, and the advisory we had to do and help them get through all of this. Uh, our attrition rate, very low, very few of our clients ended up having to close and things like that. And and I, I truly believe in a large part of that is the impact we had with our team. It sounds like you brought millions of dollars into the small business community. Did you by any chance ever track how much you helped bring into your towns? We did. The first round of PPP loans, which if uh, anybody who's listening remembers, was back in uh, March, April of of 2020. I think the deadline ended up being end of April, May, doesn't matter. Um, we had over 140 loans and uh, hit over $20 million that we brought into our clients. And, and I would love to go back. Round two was a lot less because fewer people qualified. And then now we're doing it. Uh, employee retention credits in the hundreds of thousands range. If I was to guess, we were definitely north of 25 to $30 million that we have put into our clients' hands easily, If now that I think about it. Um, what a reason, if you're watching today in the local area, Kurt, when, people, when you share this show later on today on the live feeds, what a reason to do business with Rickoff Business Imbalance. And on that note, let's go back to you, Kev, for your next question. Yeah, I'm, this is something I'm really interested in. Um, I know, Kurt, that um, a part of your growth over the last few years has been through acquisition. Um, and I always think acquisitions are much harder than people pretend to, that, that, that they make out to be. Um, they're, they're quite tough. But looking back, um, what did you do well, do you think? And what did you do not so well? Well, it went absolutely perfect. There was not a hiccup. That's of course i almost said that with a straight face what did we do well i think we did well initially was uh engaging both teams especially the the, the firm we acquired i uh, you know dave helped me work on a plan i went in you know to talk to them one-on-one -on -one. we also did uh, a team luncheons and state things like that so i think one of the first things we did extremely well was uh team engagement you know making sure that they knew very transparent to them what was happening their jobs are not in, in danger we wanted them we needed them and things like that so i think from the initial onset that was very very important and we did a great job because we knew that they were going to have a lot of questions and they should you know and i met with them numerous times over and over what we did not do so well was probably forcing and pushing the aligning of the firms quicker um the, 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 we felt that the technology was already pretty well aligned and then realized that um thought the cultures were well aligned because you know, the, the, the seller and the, myself had met so many times and talked about our strong desire for client service and, and things like that. Um, but then you really, when you dig in, you realize how different the cultures are and that neither one's right or wrong, but they're just different and how to address that. So aligning the processes, you know, we should have forced and pushed sooner. I, I allowed myself to pull back on that due to um, some people, some 
pushback on um, acceptance of technology and things like that where and I did not want to again risk losing clients because I might risk losing team members early. I should have pushed harder and had a little better plan coming into it which I would absolutely have going into another one if we so choose. Doing something like that, having a tool like the success framework can really help because you've got your joint management and leadership team working on what your culture really is because you just you just want one culture, right? Um, and, and I've been in that situation that you described uh, so well, Kurt, that you know you get into a business, you you think it's kind of aligned, but then you pick up a rock or two and there's something not very you know it's not very pleasant underneath it all um and you've got to be prepared for that um and i think it's one of the most challenging things that management has to do uh, which is to bring two cultures together and make it into one because that's the it's to me that's the uh, one of the the, the best descriptions of a, a change management project which i always think is the hardest thing that a leader has to tackle you know, you know driving change and making it successful Absolutely. And then realizing the difference between culture and personality. So we thought, well, we had to line these offices, things had to be 100%. Well, culturally, they they can be aligned, but each office can have its own personality per se, you know, one office may like to go to happy hours, the other one doesn't. One office like, you know, and to me, that's okay. That That's perfectly fine that each office has a its own quote unquote personality, but long as the culture and the values are aligned, uh, you know, th that's where the, the key is. And, and that's something, you know, really struggled with almost what's the difference. No, it's gotta be, you know, that we can't do this. Well, realizing in a good friend of mine, Steve Gift, uh, who has multiple, multiple offices is where I really heard, you know, realized when his team was talking about, well, the one team loved to have inner office Olympics where they'd roll around on chairs around the office, see if we do it the quickest. And, you know, one of them loved to do that where the other one didn't, but yet when they spoke, they, they all spoke the same culture and values and were really aligned doing, you know, focused on that. Personally, I would mandate happy hours, but <laughs> That's where I fell, fell flat on my face because that's what I wanted to mandate. But uh, you know, I, I didn't know there was people that didn't didn't enjoy them as much. <laughs> There's a lesson right there, isn't it? Right, yeah, right yeah. Particularly in your in your city and towns where you've got is it Coors Light? Uh, well, actually, Budweiser, InBev, has, <laughs> had, InBev has the the headquarters here in St. Louis, and. Uh, you know, and now, of course, a million craft breweries have, have you know popped up over over the last years. Ever since InBev bought out Anheuser Busch, so definitely a uh, St. Louis area is a, a blue collar beer drinking area. Uh, thanks for the recovery there. I just got my coat and uh, was looking out for the taxi. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, what else would you like to ask this brilliant businessman today? Well, um, I just got an observation about you know, kind of the happy hour thing. But one of the things I very often did as a CEO was to do Friday night wine club. So this would be one Friday a month um, and you choose an office to go to and I as the CEO would pour red and or white wine or a soft drink um, for each individual, individual in the office and talk to them about 
them. You know, kind of what you do in the weekend, you know, da da da. It's, it's a great chance to say, oh, by the way, that sales presentation you did, I've, I meant to mention it before, but I'm mentioning it now, it was outstanding, so a little pat on the back. Um, but, the, but the idea of the CEO survey is a very strong metaphor for, um, you know, the leader as a servant. You know, the, the leader saying, what can I do to make your job better and more productive? Um, what roadblocks can I take away? And I, and I always did that and it kind of cemented a culture of openness. Um, because, you know, when you're in that one-on-one situation, they can ask you any question. Sure. You know, Good idea. About the business, about anything. And I always thought that worked really well to cement culture in an organization. And it's just, it's just a strong, powerful image of the leader serving. I, I actually think your message is really good, Kev. And hopefully anyone who's watching can be reading the words on the screen. But I can't fail to point out, I have this mental image of Kevin Turnbull going around the office. That presentation was pretty good, yes. Good old job, chap. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, in your office, you'd probably do it with scotch whiskey or something. Um, That's true. Very, very true, Kev. You've got to watch for driving then, you know, because some people... Mm. Yeah. Indulge a little too much. Totally. So, Kurt, any of your clients that will get to hear this back or watch this, um, are there any particular things this year that you're going out of your way to make sure your clients are learning about in terms of the evolution of your businesses. Uh, is, is there anything that you want to tell them about? Absolutely. You know, several items. One is the ongoing education of our team to, again, keep them, uh, our clients, not only compliance, that's technically the easy part, which is not easy at all, but it's more straightforward to keep them in compliance with tax deadlines. But we're doing a lot of hard work and research and learning and training on all these other, um, what I talked about earlier, the PPP loans, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the government's coming out with so many of those new ones and the employee retention credits, the big one now, the restaurants look to be possibly getting some more money and help and, and assistance. So we're doing a lot of that, that my team is, you know, things that the clients don't always know, you know, the amount of time and energy put forth to, to just learn this. And if anybody knows our government well enough, they, they change the rules daily. And as I Put, uh, you know, move the goalposts constantly. And number two, we, we you know, we, we're getting ready to roll out the Core 24, which is an online uh, business education platform that uh, we've been developing for the last two to three years. And, you know, all my current clients will have access to that soon within the next couple months. And there'll be 24 cores on, you know, everything from selecting a business entity, setting up a business plan and things. And that will play into our advisory uh, portion of our business that we are going to kind of carve out as an additional service that uh, new clients will be able to um, as well have access to and kind of allow us to enhance that service, if you will. We've always offered consulting and business advisory to our clients since since day one uh, in 1974, but we're going to really start to carve that out and try to make that even more refined leading with the core 24, the business mastery. That's, that's a great message. I, I love the fact, Kevin, I don't know what you think, but the fact, Kurt, you're talking about your team learning 
but also from that base, inviting your clients to learn also to build their business. And that's, you know, we're even, we're even going to uh, brand it. It's going to be called Success Business Advisory and be able to, you know, by branding it, we'll be able to showcase it, allow our clients to focus on that training and learning alongside us. Um, as so many people would love to dig in and learn more about uh, that business ownership. That's, that's a great, great mission. Yeah. And I'll, t and, I'll tell, and I'll tell you for why, that I think these, these initiatives are really important and powerful. Um, and it kind of goes back to, you know, the start of the pandemic. And Dave, you'll have found this, and I'm sure, Kurt, you will have found this with your clients as well. That they didn't really know what they were doing because they're not used to thinking ahead. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working with my clients to say, well, what are you going to do? What's the plan for the next four months, six months? Um, and they had to be pushed into that. And the more they have kind of, um, you know, the, 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 the continual learning environment, the more they're going to be better at strategy. Because I found at the end of the pandemic, and we're not quite there yet, but, you know, from the end of last year, I've been talking to my clients about, well, what are you going to do when the pandemic's over? <laughs> you know, you didn't plan for it to be there, and you didn't plan through it, and now you're not planning for the end of it. Um, and and you know having that those those core skills, I think will make people better prepared to ask and answer these difficult questions. Great Absolutely. chat. Absolutely. Great chat. So, Kurt, um, as we come towards the end of this episode, and you've given some really fabulous insights to what you're about. So, just talk to us a little bit about so Rickoff Business Imbalance and the brand that you are today. Um, and my understanding is you are a turnkey business accounting consultancy and advisory service to the clients that you serve. And and let's just pull back up that $20 million from earlier, possibly 30 plus now and in the future. Um, what do you want to say to your clients, particularly out there, about what you want them to stay focused on in the second half of this year. Is there anything that springs to mind? You know, I, I know Kevin and I could probably come up with a couple of things too. So anything that pops into your mind? Well, first thing is always, and I, and I hate to even say it because it sounds so cliche coming from business advisors um, to focus on their business and, you know, planning, like Kevin said, for the next four to six, eight months. You know, even the, the, the big planners have to realize they can't plan right now for 10 years or five years or three years. Focus on that six months right now and uh, plan ahead because things are changing and they're rapidly and focus on that business while being very open to uh, the, the communication open with their advisors, with, you know, our clients talking to their client accounting and tax managers, talk to them, call them. They will be calling you as well uh, to, to talk about your plans. What is the next four to six months? You know, we, we lead in with tax planning, but it's so much beyond that. But that's kind of the foundation. And that's where the, the, the discussion happens about, you know, okay, you, you got these loans. And now you might be sitting on some cash ready to reopen. Where are you going to invest that? Are you going to put that into equipment, people, things like that? So, again, um, just 
being again communication open with with us and, and their advisors and being uh, willing to to spend that time to focus with them on their business that's really good solid advice and i like the fact that you're inviting people to talk to your team and also if you're if you're thinking about well i'm listening to this and maybe your advisor doesn't quite do that for you get in touch with kurt and the team and allow them or ask them to help you build your business. Kevin, from your perspective, is there anything you would add to that? I, I think so. I, I think this is a key um, time period you're talking about um, through, the, through the end of uh, 2021, uh, because the pandemic has accelerated change in many sectors of business. Um, and I would, if I was a business owner, um, I would be focusing in on well, what's changed in my sector? You know, what's changed in my um, in, in my marketplace? Are the channels to market still the same? Like, for example, the rise of uh, of, of of online channels for um, you know for for many things now, unbelievably. Um, you know, the rise of remote working is that a thing? Is that temporary? Is it permanent? Um, but what has impacted my business, and what can I take advantage of moving forward? Because I think a lot of business owners have a kind of let's get back to business as usual mentality. And there's no such thing in my book. And, and it's not going to go back to where it was in 2019. It's going to be what it is in 2022. And, you know, everyone, every leader has a responsibility to at least give some brain cell thought to trying to develop what that could look like. So that's why I think it's a really important next five months to the end of the year. Very well, very well put. Because I agree. Last year, when one of our team meetings we we have monthly, I, I found a quote that went something like, "You know, I veered so far from normal. I'm not sure I want to go back to normal or something." And I, I remember posting that back in May or, or so when things were extremely abnormal. And and the more I thought about it, to your point, Kevin, is we can't just can't, and I don't want to. We're, we need to take this opportunity to improve where we're at and adjust for the new market for the new the new needs of our client the new needs of our customers you know we're we're hiring rapidly hiring people um not just to replace but we're hiring beyond what we need because we see a void in, in our industry you know we talk about those loans last year uh, it's amazing how many people we talked to that didn't get the help that they had they needed in the last 18 months for employee retention credit all this other stuff plus just navigating these these new waters if you will um so again we're that's why we're, we're not just hiring for today's needs we're, we're going to build capacity because the the you know we, we don't even have an active marketing program right now but uh the number of clients we brought in just in June was was staggering because then they need help. So we need to, you know, build that capacity for them. That's good, Kurt. And for those of you listening, this has been Season 2 Consultivation. We have been talking today to Kurt Rickoff, CEO of Rickoff Business Imbalance, along with the many other roles you also play, Kurt, <laughs> in your life and in your business. We, he has shared with us some of his proudest moments of the last 18 months, told us an incredible story about the amount of business he has helped generate to bring back to his community through the loans and the PP, PPP grant process for restaurant revitalization and much, much more. 
Um, let's be clear, Kevin. He's not claiming he did it either. His team executed that. He gave us some real clarity around the importance of working um, to a framework, to a structure, to a future view, knowing where you're going and, and working on the, the strengths that you have, as well as the differences when you're working with your spouse or partner. And he leaves this with a really interesting thought, which is about Rickoff Business Imbalance is here to help you build your business, to work with his success business advisory in order to help you grow and prosper. Kurt, thank you so much for your time and standing in on the show uh, for Doug and Cynthia will be with us next week. Uh, appreciate that, my friend. Hey, my pleasure. Appreciate it. Glad to be here and appreciate the invite. Pleasure. And Kevin, thanks for your deep-rooted questions of putting Kurt into a space of thinking. It's been, it's been my pleasure. And of course, I hope you won't appreciate this, but the Euros continue tonight. Um, totally. An Italian, an Italian, um, yeah. Italy versus Spain, and then England and Denmark tomorrow. It's, it's uh, consuming a lot of the headlines, Kevin, isn't it, in Europe and here. And for those of you listening, if you're prompted into action with this, do reach out to Kurt uh, and his team at rickoffbusinessandbalance.com. So it's rickoff.com, isn't it, Kurt? Yes. Or if you want to speak to us as well, info at rrp-global.com. We'd be delighted to help you as well. So this has been Consultivation. I have been Dave Evans. Every success with your business. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.